Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. This is The Guardian. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. Hello, I'm Emma John and you're listening to The Final Word, Ashes Daily. We've had an action-packed second day at the Melbourne Test, and while I've sat up through the night, watching it in my living room with a bowl full of leftover Brussels sprouts, my colleagues Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon have been enjoying the festive atmosphere at the MCG, where I can only presume they're now tucking into pies and having a cold one. And you know what? They deserve it, because finally, after two and a bit Test matches, this Ashes series offered a full day of end-to-end entertainment. There were enough twists and turns in today's play to make it feel like an Aussie soap opera, starting with the gasp-out-loud news that a number of people in England's travelling entourage had tested positive for Covid. There have been times in this Ashes series, and the first day at the MCG was certainly one of them, when a Covid cancellation of the tour looked like the only way that England would escape a 5-0 whitewash. As it was, the players all passed their lateral flow tests and for once, the fact that they're not very good at catching things went in their favour. So the game went ahead and England kept themselves in it throughout the morning session. Ollie Robinson nipped out night watchman Nathan Lyon. Mark Wood bowled lightning rods, including one that dismissed Marnus Labuschagne for a single run. And after James Anderson bowled Steve Smith for 16, Marcus Harris and Travis Head steadied the ship. Australia were within 14 runs of England's total, with six wickets still in hand, when Robinson had Harris caught at slip. Then Anderson removed head the same way, Cameron Green fell to Jack Leach, and Alex Carey nicked Ben Stokes behind. Suddenly, Australia were eight down with a lead of just 34. Captain Cummins came to the rescue, and he and Mitchell Stark set about stretching the total as far as they could make it go, which in the end was 267 all out. Anderson's 4 for 33 off 23 overs was the first time in this series an England bowler had taken more than three wickets in an innings, and England were probably feeling the best they'd felt about themselves in a long time when they came out to bat in that fatal hour before the close. But Stark and Cummins hadn't finished with them. If this was going to be a day for quick bowling, then these two were going to make it count. With England 7 for none... Stark removed Zach Crawley and David Milan in consecutive balls and nearly did Joe Root with the hat-trick delivery. Cummins scorched earth at the other end and in the end it was Scott Boland who delivered the killer blow, adding the wickets of Hasib Hamid and night watchman Jack Leach in a single over. 
Ben Stokes, all padded up and nowhere to go, survived the final five minutes of play. But at 31 for four and still 48 runs behind, England were back in the form we've seen them all tour. Turned out they could have done with that COVID cancellation after all. And with that happy thought, I'll send you over to Adam and Jeff in Melbourne. Jeff, you and I are lucky to call this place our home ground. We grew up in Melbourne. We've seen so much happen here. And on nights like tonight, last hour of play, every single member of the crowd is engaged. Every ball has been clapped in. It's really special. Australia taking four wickets before the close, all but shutting the door on England in this series. It was something else. Mitchell Stark, Pat Cummins, Stark on a hat-trick bowl and two wickets in the penultimate over a play, I think it was, the first over he bowled. Everything went right after a day where it was fairly sketchy for the home side. And interesting that it was Cummins in the first innings. It was Stark who came good in the second, even though his first over was wayward and he was bowling wide. The only hope for England, as it has been all year, is that Joe Root is still there. He made it through to Stumps unscathed. He's got Ben Stokes with him. They're only 51 behind. They could. They could set <laughs> Australia something. They could set them 150. And it probably wouldn't be that testing on what will be day three of the test match, not day five. Batting last is not quite as scary on what's supposed to be the best day for batting. But this surface has been tricky. No one's really got in on it. No one made a big score. Marcus Harris made 70 odd, but he looked pretty dicey all the way through. Lots of plays and misses. Uh, it wasn't easy. There were no easy runs to be had. Australia's big three with the bat didn't fire. And England had definitely had their best day with the ball and in the field. They, there were a couple of missed chances, but they were difficult ones. Joss Butler had a, an inside edge from Smith way down the leg side that he couldn't quite have got to. And then there was a, a stumping that absolutely ripped from Jack Leach where... Butler was blindsided uh, yeah. by it was it was uh, it was Harris, wasn't it, who came down the wicket, and, and Butler got that on his wrist and, and couldn't take it cleanly. But they weren't obvious dismissals. Aside from that, the chances were taken. Yep. There was some good catching, you know, Crawley and, uh, among others, and England produced. But the batting doesn't produce. The batting doesn't back up what the bowlers do. And there was a note in frustration. I spoke to James Anderson for the Stumps interview and, and he specifically said, we haven't had a big score from a batsman in this series. We haven't had 100. We need that. We need somebody to do that for us in this innings. And it was very specific. Yeah, and that'll probably get written up as, you know, Anderson slags off batters. But really, he's just stating the bleeding obvious there, isn't he? Because what England have done today is commendable on a number of levels, not least the fact that they got to the ground at five past ten after a COVID scare inside their camp. Four people in their camp, albeit family members and support staff, not, not players themselves, but still in that bubble environment, four people coming down with COVID. That could really send them off the, the brink, considering where they were yesterday too, getting bowled out for 185. But by contrast, it seemed to galvanise them. The way to Anderson bowled before lunch, that spell of six overs, five maidens, one for one, knocking over Steve Smith in the process. And it wasn't just the way he knocked him over, it was the way he beat the bat, both batters at the time, Harris and Smith before that, which... And Labuschagne, who, who was out cheaply for one as well. Uh, you know, they, the England Seamers, basically executed plan A, which had they bowled first at the Gabba all those weeks ago, then, then maybe they would have uh, mm. had similar conditions to do that in had they picked the right team and all those bygones now. However, they get to the end of the day and 
they can't convert it to a, a, a win for an entire day. They can win a session or two. We've seen that from England. They can win a session or two, mm. but they can't win a day. And you can't win test matches without winning days. And that leaves them in a situation where I appreciate your perspective that they could get 120 ahead and roll Australia. That might happen. The more likely scenario, 51 behind still, one wicket early tomorrow. This might well be over by two or three in the afternoon. And, mm. and that's kind of ridiculous, given where England were at 5.30 this evening. Well, yeah, as I said off the top, it, it could it could be an innings defeat Could still, be. You know, Could the, be. The way that they've played so far in this series, it all hinges on Joe Root sticking around, as, as it has done all year, and there must be that frustration for him as well. It was really tough going out there. The I saw the data stuff from Crickviz saying that they have a, an expected wickets metric yep. in terms of how dangerous the bowling is. They said that was the best five overs of fast bowling since they started keeping records 15, 16 years ago. So this was ago. Anderson's no, 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 Cummins and Stark. Oh, sorry, right. The, okay, the that, best, okay. the most dangerous five yeah. overs. And actually in that five overs, I think England only lost the one wicket in that first bit, but then, then Stark came along and, and ripped through two in successive oh, balls. I mean, so. how did Cummins not get a wicket in that spell? Yeah. Six overs, three maidens, none for spit. But forget about the analysis. It's the number of times. Crickvis had another stat yesterday that 61% of deliveries were hitting a good line and a good length. So effectively landing it on a handkerchief. Mm. And that's what Cummins has turned himself into. He's irrepressible. Uh, he's relentless and it means that he creates a sort of pressure that means that Stark down the other end doing what he can do so well with the new ball roared on by the great southern stand. Mm-hmm. We talked about that energy before that the MCG can produce. We saw Stark do that last year against India on the first evening. Similar conditions that night too. That is, I mean, for Hamid, uh, new to his test career new to this stage of his test career and Crawley who's barely batted in three months on the back of what one and a half tour games straight into the 11 they never stood a chance they didn't stand a chance but the real hammer blow was David Milan yeah who has played so well comes out faces up first ball bang on bang. the pad and he did review it and the DRS had it umpires call on both height and leg yep. stump it was sort of clipping the leg bail just about so maybe shouldn't have been given but you know umpire Paul Wilson was a bowler and it looked good enough those, to him. Those get, on days like today, on nights like that, those get given. Especially when it's first up, I reckon. And as for the hat-trick ball, I mean, we might come back to this with Hall of Fame in a moment. I mean, we're talking, you know, cigarette paper away from the outside edge of Root. Yeah. I think half the cordon thought he'd edged it. So nearly uh, the 47th test hat-trick. It would have been first Australian since Peter Siddle, the sixth at the MCG, but no, not to be. And your first in person. Which, yes, uh, which, yes. Which I'm, kind of, I'm kind of preempting the Hall of Fame, but yes, <laughs> it'll, never, it'll never happen. <laughs> Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com ACAST. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
It was just a thrilling spell of bowling, I've got to say. And, and today, I mean, the ups, the downs, the way it started. At the start of the day, we thought the whole match, the whole series could be called off. And then yeah. within half an hour, they were saying, oh, England are on their way to the ground. They, and they're going to start on time. Yeah, well, when, they when started they arrived, half an hour late. No, 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 but yeah. when they arrived, the, the message we got from Cricket Australia was that play will start at yeah. 10.30, some, I guess it would have been 27, 28 minutes after they'd mm-hmm. got their team bus parked and rolled out onto the field. Now, quite quickly trying to warm up, but I suppose they realised that it wasn't possible uh, to, at that point, uh, get on the park. But, yeah. but still, I mean, the very idea of doing limited warm-up uh, and then have to go at it, maybe that played to their advantage a little bit, being able to take their focus away from what happened yesterday and deal with, a, I guess, a more immediate concern. Well, I, I think they just focused on the job at hand. They kept their patience, except for a little bit in... There was a, a couple of late partnerships between Mitchell Stark and Patrick Cummins and then Stark and, and Scott Boland where mm. Joe Root was throwing the field back for Mitchell Stark. I mean, he's a number nine, for heaven's sake. If you don't think you can get him out, that's that's a bit absurd. But for the most part, they kept their patience. Uh, I'd like to have a mention for Jack Leach. I mean, what yeah. a rough tour he has had. The way he got treated at Brisbane, uh, then uh, you know, the, missing out in Adelaide when it probably would have been more to, to his liking, that sort of surface, coming into play here. He did ease into his spell. He had four fielders on the rope on the leg side at first and was bowling left arm around to the left-handers as though just to make sure he couldn't be smashed through the offside. But once he got into his work, you know, he did. He picked up the wicket of Cameron Green. He stuck to his task, and, and I thought he, he seems a vulnerable character at times, but he, he, had, he did some decent work today, and, and it, it paid off. Root caught really well today. Root kept the energy up well. You could often see him at slip trying to rev up the troops. He didn't handle Leach well at times, though. Uh, When Green walked out, England was still in the lead, albeit by, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 runs. And instead of trying to press home any advantage they'd accrued through that, let's say, the opening three hours of of the day, instead there were three back straight away for Green, who hasn't made a score when it's mattered yet in the series. You know, Leach bowling to a right-hander around the wicket. There should have been catches around the bat. There was a slip, a long off, a long on, a deep square leg, and a deepish point. I I don't think that he was served well at that particular juncture. He ended up getting Green leg before, by the way, but it was more that, look, it, it was a sign that they just wanted Leach to get through the day and to his yeah. credit he did. Yeah and, and that was you know that was all they needed him to do I suppose at that stage and, and they'll hope that he will have something to bowl at in the fourth innings but as I say the fourth innings won't be coming very deep in the match. Yeah and I think just on Australia's middle order by the way we brushed over that a little bit but Head looked less convincing today and that's okay you don't need to be a world beater every time you play still made 27 got a start uh, but the out in a way Travis Head I was going to say out in know. a way that Travis Head gets out so you know just a nod to remember that He was out that way twice last year against India and lost his spot in the team. So, you know, just a a reminder that he's not a world beater quite yet. Cameron Green already mentioned that he wasn't able to sort of capitalise on the fact that he faced about 60-odd balls and thus should have been more or less in. I mean, Smith was out early in that fantastic spell from Anderson. Labashain was out early. Uh, Mark Wood, who bowled his first spell at an average of 150 clicks. Crickviz had that, dropping their name every five minutes here today, as their fastest spell on record from an English bowler. I mean, again, you, you get a bit of a feel for the, a lot well, the that did go right. The previous one was Joffre Archer at Lords. Right, well, well there you go. Things that did go right and, and the last member of, of that uh, well Alex I suppose Carey. that middle order, I was going to say Alex Carey, yeah, where, um, where 
you know, he, he was trying to be busy. He played a couple of reverse sweeps, but they probably missed the chance that group in the middle mm. to take it to 100 lead without requiring Cummins and Stark to put on, I think it was 34 for the for the ninth wicket. And they did nicely. Stark's in good form with the blade as it is. So he's picked up from where he left off at Adelaide. But yeah, just simply acknowledging that it wasn't a faultless performance. And, and the reason they're so far ahead in the game is because of the 14 wickets they've already taken. And it was basically the way things should have been set up before the series, which was two pretty dodgy batting sides mm. and two really good bowling attacks. That's so it. England did the bowling part today, but they've been let down once again by the uh, you know, absolutely stark lack of runs from anybody who's not named Joe Root. Jeff, as we like to do on the final word daily, let's talk about our Hall of Fame, our nomination for the most amusing thing that happened or the most final word worthy thing that happened through the course thereof. Uh, I, I can't go for me beyond the hat trick ball. I got my camera out. If you haven't seen the photo I popped on Twitter, it gives a sense of the expectation in the cordon. Uh-huh. I love a packed cordon any old time, but yep. the way they went up, Labashane's whole body is off the ground, like legs are in the air, even though Stark's uh-huh. already acknowledged the fact that it's missed the outside edge. But yep. what an MCG moment. There have been a number of them. Boland taking two wickets in the final over. We've been blessed already in the space of two days to have a, no- a number of signature MCG moments. Yeah, I, I think Scott Boland moments as well. We had some of those on day one, but also him scoring his first runs. Yes. Little edge through the cordon at number 11. And my word, didn't the crowd enjoy that one? So I loved that warm reception. And then they absolutely exploded when he uh, got that second wicket. We didn't mention this delivery, but Jack Leach got sent out as the night watchman for Ben Stokes. Lasted two deliveries, shouldered arms, fair enough given the line of the ball, and it just savagely came back off yep. the seam and took out his off stump. Poor old Jack Leach. He did some work with the ball, but that didn't work for him with the bat. They call him the MCG expert, Scott Boland, and it showed today, didn't it? He knows exactly the length to bowl on this pitch, which, by the way, the pitch is a cracker. Matt Page, I mean, can we take him everywhere we go? Yeah. If we could just have Matt Page curating every pitch around the world, test cricket would be in far better nick. I've also got written down here that the diving attempt from James Anderson, the Superman effort, that was clobbered. uh, And he went all the way to his right and nearly plucked it off. And just the the, the sort of matter of fact way he picked up the ball and threw it back and shrugged his shoulders and got on with it. That's very Jimmy. That was Pat Cummins playing a pull shot against Mark Wood. Full-blooded pull shot, serious pace. Didn't quite get it, so he hit it quite far in front of square mid on and Anderson we, we always talk about his advanced years but he was <laughs> floating both feet off the ground both arms outstretched just didn't quite pull it in but my god that would have been such a good one for the highlight reel so there our candidates for the final word hall of fame for another day Jeff that's about enough from us I think indeed if you like what we do patreon.com forward slash the final word you can support us on there you can find us on YouTube you can find us kind of anywhere Twitter Instagram Facebook li- live, live journal yeah GOC uh, cities. Uh, I'm sure I've got an AOL live chat account somewhere from when I used to live in the States. MSN Messenger. Friendster. Friendster. (laughs) There's the next account for us on the final word. Uh, This is what we do every day at the close of play. In all probability tomorrow we'll be talking about Australia retaining the Ashes. That's my prediction. I hope not but that's my sense of the way this test match is going. We'll see. Adam Collins, Jeff Lemon. Good night from the G. Later. I had to go
That's it for today. Thanks from Jeff, Adam and me for listening. We will see you back here tomorrow on what could be the decisive day of this Ashes series. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This episode was produced by Sophia Tarek and The Final Word is produced by Bad Producer Productions and edited by James Hurley. The executive producers are Gabrielle Jackson and Melanie Tate. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.